Welcome to Fridays on Excellence, the one and only podcast created to help you become the fullest expression of your unique God-given design. Whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, worship leader, business owner, or top team leader, or you just like being excellent, you will definitely find something actionable and useful for your own personal journey of excellence. Every episode contains three coaching questions, two pillars of content, one actionable takeaway, all at zero cost to you. And now, here's your host, executive coach and consultant who loves spreadsheets, execution, and coffee, lots of coffee, Scott Kokenauer. Hey, this is Scott Kokenauer. Thank you so much for joining me today. You could be anywhere else, but you chose to either watch this live video or perhaps you're listening on one of the podcast platforms. However you are connecting right now, I appreciate the time and the attention that you're giving me. I'm honored by it, and I will do my best to honor your time. So let's move into now the three coaching questions. The first question is, when are you most energetic in the day? Think about that. Number two, how do you handle the stress of being busy? And number three, what is your ideal to-do list size? How many items on your to-do list makes for a good day's work? Now, those are the three questions. Um, like every episode, I encourage you to write one or more of them down on a three-by-five card, put it on your mirror, um, put it on the screen as you're doing your Zoom sessions at home. Um, always stay with these questions. Just kind of think them, think them through all through the week. That is your three coaching questions. We're moving into our two pillars of excellence now, and I'm going to share the first pillar, which is your to-do list is pivotal to your leadership. Your to-do list is pivotal to your leadership. You're a leader. There is a sort of leadership that only you can provide. And no one else can lead the way you can lead. No one else can influence people like you can. This is a daunting realization, I know. The truth is, leadership can never be turned off. As much as you like to think you can, it's impossible for you to turn your leadership off. There's no on-off switch. Leadership is influence, and influence is inevitable. One of my favorite quotes from Henry Cloud is, you lead by what you cause and you lead by what you allow. Therefore, you are ridiculously in charge. Leadership is allowing things to happen as well. And the companion quote that I love is, if you walked around a problem, you've approved it. This places quite a weight on your shoulders, doesn't it? 
Every move you make, every word you speak, every attitude you adopt, every reaction you give to any situation, you are leading. Now, with all of that seemingly discouraging introduction, I hope you aren't discouraged, but rather inspired. I'd like to talk about the leader's to-do list, your to-do list. Of all the things you could be doing in your leadership role, what is on your to-do list right now? As I ask that question, I can imagine what you might be thinking right now. Your list is most likely much, much more than you could ever tackle in any time span that you can imagine. Perhaps you've had to furlough or lay off or let go some key employees during this unusual year of pandemic. And as a survivor, you've had to pick up things that you used to be able to delegate and hand off to capable other people on your staff. Whether you're over busy, overwhelmed, or whether you're fully staffed, I would like to share with you four characteristics that must be present in the life of a leader who is excellently leading their organization. With all four of these characteristics, uh, when they are present in each of your to-do list items, you are what I call in your zone of excellence. When every to-do list item matches all four of the following characteristics, you're in what I call the zone of excellence. Now, before we go into the, the four characteristics, let me, let me share with you what I mean by the, the zone of excellence. So excellence is defined as becoming the fullest expression of your unique God-given design. When you are fully expressing that unique God-given design that only you possess, then you are in your zone of excellence. This zone is where your heart sings. It's where you're firing on all cylinders and you're doing the very thing for which you were created. You can sense it in your bones and you and you see the connection that you have to the world. And it's a glorious way to live. It's You wake up in the morning and you think, I get to do what I was designed to do. Now that said, it's not entirely possible 100% of the time. It's the ideal. We live in a fallen world and we are fallen creatures with weaknesses and vulnerabilities and blind spots. So you're going to be unable to operate in your zone of excellence with such preciseness and consistency. However, and this is the big uh, encouraging point about that, you can increase the percentage of time you are in your zone. And one of the ways to increase that percentage of time is by taking a good, hard look at your current to-do list. And that's where the four characteristics come into play. So let's jump in and talk about those four characteristics. The first characteristic, let me pull this up. The first characteristic is uh, it sets the stage for all the others. If this one characteristic is not present, it doesn't matter about the other three. And that characteristic is, is it something that must be done? Is it something that must be done? If a task on your to-do list is extracurricular and not vital to the survival of your organization, why are you doing it? I would venture to guess that you are doing it because you enjoy it. Or maybe you've always done it. But when you take a good hard look at the task, 
you cannot draw a clear distinction between the performance of that task and the survival and viability and sustainability of your organization, at the very least, your to-do list must be made up of tasks that must be done. And if you can't draw that distinction, you need to let it go. The second characteristic is assuming that the first characteristic is answered yes, is, is it something that only I can do? Is it something that only I can do? And I don't mean uh, the ability, but something that you have the responsibility and no one else. It takes a lot of tasks to make a successful company or organization run over the long term. Some of those tasks can be grouped into an accounting and finance bucket. Others might be administrative. Tasks can be grouped into marketing, sales, operations, compliance and legal, human resources, information technology, and on and on. But there is a special set of tasks that are set apart from all the other tasks in an organization. And they are set apart because no one else has the authority or the responsibility to do them but you. To the extent that you are doing something that could be done by someone else, and I might add, could be done by a system or a technological platform, you become heavier weight than you need to be for your organization to run smoothly. So we have talked about the first two characteristics. Is it something that must be done? And is it something only I can do? If you stopped here and we dropped all the other tasks from your list, you would improve your organization because you would have improved your leadership in a tremendous way. But let's move on. The third characteristic of the kind of tasks that excellent leaders lead excellently with is, is it something that I'm good at? And when you're good at something, you operate in what is called flow. Your energy and time is leveraged to such a great degree that you get more done in less time. And this is because it comes naturally to you. You know all the fluid moments, uh, motions, the, the terms, of, uh, terms of phrases, the keystrokes, and whatever else you have trained yourself over time. You can do it naturally. It comes naturally. It's, in fact, you can tell you're good at something when someone says, how do you do that? And you can't think, how do I do it? It just is, is what we call uh, unconsciously competent. You are just doing it because it's good. It's what you're good at doing. And then the fourth characteristic and the final characteristic is, is it something that I enjoy? You can be doing something that you don't enjoy because it must be done and you're the only one who can do it. You can also do something that you don't enjoy because you're good at it. But when you do enjoy it, it's like the icing on the cake. I've talked to leaders who have shared how wonderful it is to be doing the tasks that they know must be done, that only they can do, that they're good at, and that they enjoy doing. It's like having your cake and eating it too. So those are the four character characteristics of the to-do list items that position you as the greatest influence over your organization. They are, uh, uh, the ideal, remember, uh, is that you can't 
do this all the time and it's not possible for all your to-do list items to match all four all the time. The next best scenario is that they match the first three. Then the next best scenario is that they match the first two. And that's the baseline. That's the baseline for where you should weed out your to-do list. If an item on your to-do list is something that does not have to be done, remove it from your list. If it is something that must be done, but someone else can do it, you must remove it from your list. So let's recap the four characteristics of ideal tasks on your to-do list are number one, is it something that must be done? Number two, is it something only I can do? Number three, is it something that I am good at doing? And number four, is it something that I enjoy? So I ask you, as you're listening to this episode and you're uh, hearing about the four characteristics, how would you rate your current list of tasks that you're engaged in? That's the first pillar of excellence. The second pillar is every task has a home. Let's talk about what to do with the tasks that don't make the cut. There are a few options you have for what to do with items on your to-do list that keep you out of your zone of excellence. The first option is to trash the item. If it's something that doesn't have to be done, this is most likely the option that you should choose. Simply stop doing it, even if someone else could do it. If it's something that doesn't have to be done, stop doing it. You might be doing this because it's a carryover from a previous needed season in your business or your organization. It's not necessary anymore. Now, it may be difficult for you to stop doing it for whatever reason. Perhaps it's something that you enjoy doing or that you're good at doing, but it's not absolutely essential to the survival and sustainability of your organization's success, stop doing it. The second is to delegate. Now, assuming that the task must be done, number one is is answered, and it is required for the survival and sustainability of your organization, but it's not something that only you can do. You, You need to delegate it. Now, delegation is an entire topic that will be covered in another episode. But basically, successful delegation is when the person to whom you have delegated the task is good at doing that task. They know how to do the task. They know when to do the task. And they know why the task needs to be done in the first place. In essence, they are the right person for the right job at the right time at the right place for the right reasons. That's successful delegation. So the third option for items on your to-do list that keep you out of your zone of excellence is to park the item. Maybe it's something that must be done, but not right now. Maybe it's something that you can't quite assess whether it's vital for your organization or not. Or maybe you're not staffed enough to delegate items you have no one to go to. Perhaps the to-do item that we're looking at can be parked for a period of time to be looked at later. The key to parking 
is to set up a reminder as to when you're going to revisit that item so that it does not get lost in the shuffle. Now, those are the options that you have for dealing with the tasks that do not meet the criteria. Now, we have been talking about trashing, delegating, and parking. Now, before I move on to the takeaway, I want to address a situation that you might be in where you're the only person in your organization. You may be listening to me and you're thinking all is well and good, but I am the only one, one that wears all my hats. How do I stay in my zone when I have to do it all? All right, that's a great question. And it's a situation that a lot of leaders just like you face. If you're in a situation where your organization is you and there are many things to be done, you have a special set of options as well. The first option is look for efficiencies. There are so many subscription-based online solutions that are incredibly affordable that you can that will help you accomplish more in less time. Using a little of your resources to subscribe to a few online services can mean the difference between you thriving and you giving up because you're totally overwhelmed. Look for the efficiencies. The second option is block your time. There are two different ways to look at to-do lists. Uh, the first is to look at it as a list of tasks, and that's the typical to-do list view. But the other is to use the calendar. Now, I strongly suggest that you use the calendar if you have more to do than you have time to do it in. If it's on your to-do list and you're over busy, it won't get done. You'll do what is called kicking the can down the road. You'll move the to-do item list to the next day. And the next day comes and you're so busy, you move to the next day. I know that if I was in, a, in an audience and I had everyone raise their hands who can identify with doing this, those who didn't raise their hands on uh, at that question would be liars. I'm guilty of that. I did it this morning. I moved three or four things to Monday. And, you know, it's, it's the day when my family's going to do Christmas, and I know I'm not going to get it done. But when you look at your calendar, when you create space in your calendar for the express purpose of doing specific tasks, you greatly increase the likelihood that it'll all get done. This means looking at your calendar and setting up an appointment with yourself. And because it's on your calendar, you are already positioned to be present at the appointment. It's like any appointment you, you would make with someone else. Um, if you committed to meet with someone, you'll be there. That's not true for your to-do list. You're much better at cheating on your tasks than the people that you meet with. So make an appointment or a series of appointments, a reoccurring set of appointments with yourself. And in that appointment, put a list of tasks that will get done in that time block. Now, another thing about appointments is you cannot do other things while you're in your time block. Let's say you set up a lunch with me and we meet at a restaurant. You'd likely not bring your laptop and your printer and your stacks of files. The lunch meeting would be reserved for a certain reason. Everything else would be blocked. And in the same way, when you make an appointment with yourself to block time to get tasks done, 
you focus only on that list of items to get done in that time block. This is critical. Otherwise, all you'll do is arrive at your appointment at your desk where everything else is and try to get the task done while multitasking on other items. This waters down the option that you have of blocking time. Okay. So I trust these two pillars of excellence have been helpful for you. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear how you're handling your to-do list as a leader. My email is coach at servingstrong.com. Now let's move on to our takeaway. Our takeaway today is simply a download of a resource I will put on servingstrong.com slash Friday. It will be called to-do list analysis. It will help you uh, by walking you through the steps that I shared with you, the four characteristics. In there will also be a bonus section where I talk about uh, using what is called a tournament. Using a tournament Let's say you've got so many things on your list and you don't have time to do it all. Let's say there's 10 items and they're, they're all very important. You take the item number one and number two and say, if I only could do one of those, which would it be? Do the same for item number three and four, five and six, seven and eight, and nine and 10. Now you've got five that have moved over the bracket. Of those winners, you take the first two. And you do the same thing. Think of it like the March Madness brackets. Keep working your way until you get the number one thing that above all the other tasks. What you're doing is you're going left to right. You are taking all of the, the items and then the next level winners and then the next level winners. And if you turn that up where you have the number one at the top, and then the next two at the next level. Now you've got a prioritized list of things to do. That will be in this download as well. Before I let you go, what I want to do is talk to you about 2021. We all know that 2020 has been pretty crappy. All right. Um, and there are those now saying, I mean, it's toward the end of 2020. And there are those saying that, look, it's not going to be over at the end of 2020. And I get that. I understand that. But 2020 is the defining year. 2020 is the year that you can use as an opportunity to reset any kind of effort you have ever done where you have tried to start something and it has fizzled out and you have, uh, you've just stopped doing it and went back to status quo. I'm really excited to share with you an opportunity that is, is very economic. It is called the 95 Club. And it's based on research that has found that when you commit to checking in with a designated person or persons on a regular basis, you increase the probability of succeeding at that goal by 95%. That is huge. Not only is that research, I have personally experienced this. If you're following Ben Stroop, S-T-R-O-U-P on LinkedIn, 
he has been receiving an email from me every Friday for the past, oh, probably seven weeks. I asked him to help hold me to a list of items that I'm trying to get done by the end of the year. And, um, and he graciously offered, uh, accepted. I, I got to tell you, when you're checking in with someone, it kind of it's kind of similar to the appointments. You're not going to want to disappoint that person. This program is group based. the The check-ins are at eleven at eight a.m. on Mondays Eastern and eight p.m. Eastern to give all of you in different time zones to pick a, a relatively convenient time for you to check in. You will also have access to resources about goal achievement. I really encourage you to check it out. Servingstrong.com slash nine five. That's the numbers nine five, which re- refers to the 95 club. Thank you again for taking your time today. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fridays on Excellence podcast. Be sure to visit our website, servingstrong.com slash Friday, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or any of the other podcast platforms so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our ebook entitled Zoe, Your Zone of Excellence, available on Amazon.com.